welcome to the Movie Dummies Podcast. Siri used to be my friend with benefits, but she gave me a virus. No strays attached my ass. <laughs> okay. All right, Autopilot. Looks like you need to go get some a shot of Norton or something. Is that what computers do to get rid of their viruses? Is the only vaccines out there for him? It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> I'm Joe. Oh, I'm Shannon. <laughs> I'm Angela. I'm Matt. And there is no Adam this week, but we will be talking movie twins. More specifically, we got some movies for the lovers out there. Oh, wow. It's Valentine's Day, right? Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. yeah happy so Valentine's. this week we watched No Strings Attached and Friends with Benefits, movies with identical plots and very different results. But before we jump into the merits, quote unquote, of those movies, let's talk about some recommendations. And Ooh. Matt, buddy, I miss you. Let's hear what you got to recommend. Well, I have several television shows. Several. Ooh. Yes. As in more than two? Yes, more than two. <laughs> Those? Um, Whoa. I, I, I finished the season of Future Man. Yay. What'd you and think? And it was great. It was great. I can't wait for the <laughs> the next season. I, oh. I guess they like they finally confirmed that they're actually doing another season. Oh, really? I, I haven't been paying attention. That I, sounds great. I don't know. Uh, it was a little disconcerting to see uh, two different variations of uh, Peter Bread's junk. But yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! In the final, what they a- have him with a giant dong, and then him with a giant dong. <laughs> Who? Peter Bread. <laughs> Peter Bread from Hunger Games. That is not his name. His name is not... Josh Hutcherson. Hutchinson, isn't it? Sure. I think it's Hutcherson. 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 I'm going to call him Peter Bread. I don't really care. His name's Peter Bread. His name was (laughs) Peter, and he was like the son of a baker. He deserves that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ed Begley Jr.'s in it, too. I like him, though. Um, (laughs) For sure. Bagel? I like the part where Wolf was like, um... (laughs) I'm not even going to say it. Never mind. Um... (laughs) Uh, I also started watching The Last Man on Earth. Ooh. Oh, okay. Uh, I watched all of season one and the first episode of season two. Um, okay. Hmm. Yes. Can you remind us what's happening in season what for season two? I don't know yet. They went back to Tucson and found out that some crap went down. Ah. And. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I recommend the show, but it's not like the best. I guess. <laughs> like, I would, I would rather be watching uh, the Good Place. Okay. Which is my ne- next recommendation. Um, I finally finished the second season of the Good Place, well, and it, it was amazing. No, it was the finale. It was the last tri- uh, episode. Oh, really? The what? finale was Friday. Uh, that's what I read or heard oh, or something. Okay. I didn't know that that was the finale. Yeah. Is it getting better? I think so. Hi, Matt. Yeah, it, uh, yes. Is it getting better? <laughs> yes. It Whatever went in Joseph a way that now. you don't um, see coming. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It uh, it got better, I think. Um, like the hang on, my cat is your cat. Hmm. Does your cat talk? Yeah, my cat's. Uh, it's not supposed to. Um, I hang on. Sorry, I have to go AFK for a second. All right. 
Well, we'll take a little break from Matt's recommendations. We'll go to Angela. What do you got? Um, so it's been super crazy this week. So the only thing I was able to watch was uh, I finished the fourth season of Grace and Frankie. And I know that I recommended this last week. How dare you? But, <clears throat> but it's so much fun. And I finished it and it finished really well. And I'm I'm really looking forward to season five. I don't know if it's actually been confirmed yet, but I hope so. Ooh. This is still not a show I've gotten into. Sorry about that. Not yet. Yeah. Um, like Matt's TV, I've watched The Good Place, but I haven't finished season one. So there's well, just too much to, to watch. Do that. So are we still? What? Well, we just skipped you for a second to go talk to Angela, so there was no dead air. So Angela recommended Grace and Frankie season four that we should all go see it. You know, one of these days I'm going to actually get on the train and actually start watching it. Probably after I graduate, but until then, uh, Matt, what was your what was the rest of your recommendations, buddy? Uh, let's see, Future Man, uh, Last Man on Earth, uh, Good Place, Man in the High Castle. I started uh-huh. watching the second season. I think I had watched like the first two episodes, but now I'm like on episode five of season two. Gotcha. It is getting good. I really think that season two is a gift to the people who who got through season one because season one's a bit of a slog, even though the ideas are so good. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, and oh. I think the rest of, the rest of the the production is good too. Like, oh, it's, it's amazing. Like, it's it's a bit of a slog. You're right, but like, it's not like they're just like right. Well, this, these are piss poor actors and this is a yeah yeah the material's good good. it's kind of like to me it's kind of like the leftover season one it's super well done the production value is high it's genius but it's kind of hard to get through because it's so depressing uh the man in the high castle is so negative it's i mean it's not depressing like the leftovers was but it's not it does it's not very positive feeling right it reminds me of my job as a pop can crusher because it's sort of never mind <laughs> so um, depressing <laughs> wah, 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 wah. uh the huh, next i just re- got that <laughs> <laughs> the next recommendation that i have is punisher Ooh. uh crystal and i had to put it on hiatus for a while because our fire tv thing wasn't working very well but we finally got it like working and so we are on episode seven sweet the adventures of frankie and micro yeah wow that's great thanks that's all yeah i have i have a prediction about what's going to happen but i don't don't tell us tell us i want to see i want to hear we'll tell you if you're right or wrong and spoil it for you no we won't we're not no don't do that i'm not gonna say anything now (laughs) joseph (laughs) no let me hear your prediction uh i think all right, I'll stop. No, she's no, talking to me. I'm talking to Joe. Uh, I think that Micro is going to get killed off somehow. And mm. I, I think that they're going to have, like, this weird thing happen where, like, I don't know. Never mind. Oh, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm just going to say enjoy the ride. It's It it doesn't ever stop being good. Agree. Sweet. Yep. All right. Is that it, Matt? Uh, yeah, that's it. All right, Shannon and Banana no, no, Stan. No. Well, what are your recommendations? Hold on. Was Angela finished with hers? Yeah, she just had one. Yeah. 
Oh. Yep. That's what she meant by I just have one recommendation. And then she said the one, and then she was done with it. But I didn't know if she wanted to add anything. But okay, oh, okay. whatever. <laughs> so I had the joy of watching a new murder mystery on Hallmark this week. She said joy. Called Past Malice, an Emma Fielding mystery. Bullshit. What part? That you had fun. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. This is, if you look at the Aurora Tea Garden series, the Emma Fielding series is like the older version. So Aurora Tea Garden's this young, nosy librarian chick. And Emma Fielding is a professor who is not trying to be nosy. She just stumbles into all the right places. Inconceivable! And she just actually uses her brain. She's like, well, obviously it's this. I couldn't tell if you said nosy or noisy. (laughs) So that's my kind of life. Never mind. The only negative comment I would give it is that it kind of reminded me of Bridges of Madison County, which I can't stand. Because it has that like old love kind of, you know. They're not that old. It just gave me that weird feeling. I'm sorry. I'm titled to my opinion. You're titled to it. That's correct. Okay. So my other recommendations include 12 Strong has Chris Hemsworth in it and a whole bunch of other great people. Michael Pena, My- Michael, Shannon. Michael Shannon. Yes, uh-huh. That guy who's in all the stuff. And I enjoyed it. I It went above and beyond what I thought it was going to be, even though it was kind of Hollywoodized. Oh, yeah, they take liberties with based on a true story. So, for sure. I mean, don't they always? Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but to know the actual story and to see this movie, it's kind of like, whoa. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure, but if we haven't all seen uh, that documentary that you've said the name of 17 times and I can't Legion remember at this moment. Legion of there Brothers. There you go. Legion of if Brothers. you haven't seen that and don't know the story, I'm sure it's a pretty good movie. It was. Uh, yeah, it makes Hollywood sense. The, what really happened isn't near, it's far more devastating, but not nearly as exciting. So, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed the fact there wasn't a lot of CGI with this movie. No, it really felt like you were there. Like I was holding my ears, and I was terrified most of the time. Like I think they did a very good job, very oh, good yeah. directing, um, acting. Whoever the special effects coordinator on that movie is, did an A plus job. It was wonderful. I enjoyed it. Joe- I think I think ninety nine percent of everything that's on the screen was shot in the camera. So, I mean, that that's very rare these days. Oh, with especially when you're talking about the constant explosions and gunfire and everything that's going on right. in the movie. It it's I was very impressed. Mm. Do you recommend this movie this week, too? Yeah, it's on my list. Oh, OK. The last movie recommendation I have is National Treasure. Ooh. Can't go wrong with National Treasure. I saw it on oh. Netflix and I was like, ooh, one of my favorites. I just watched that not that long ago. It's such a wonderful movie. It's I fun. have a indescribable fear of Nicolas Cage, so <laughs> I can't. Oh, fear? That's, what do you mean fear? His face. I don't know. His face. It's, if you saw Wicker Man, so wonderfully I would understand. He's so wonderfully charming in his own weird way. Exactly. Yeah, he's one of our greatest actors, that's for sure. I mean, whether you like him or not, that's not, not even up for debate. It. He, yeah. he is a good actor. Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage is a real thing. 
And Diane Kruger I does mean, a good job. She yeah, does. I and I like uh, Justin Bartha. Bartha, Bartha yeah. Why he never yeah, got more I famous, him. I don't know. There, John Boyd's in the movie too, which is wonderful. Mr. Jolie, because he's the dad of Nicolas Cage's character Ben Ben mm-hmm. Gates, right? Patrick Patrick Gates. He's yeah, he's always a ten, of course. I really John Boyd. Yeah, I really feel that National Treasure is like one of those go-to movies for me. I just enjoy the hunt, the mystery, the fun, and you can watch I, it I like every year. So yeah, there's cool. nothing wrong with it. I think that it's just, it's fine. I mean, it's not Academy Award material, but right. not everything has well, to be, no. so suck a wang. To me, it's in the right. category of Tremors. I'm going to watch it every yeah, year yeah. and enjoy it. It's going to be fun every time you watch it. Scuba. I could definitely take or leave uh, Book, of Tre- Book of Secrets, though. Oh, yeah. It has its moments, though. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad movie. I'll watch it if it's on, but if I had to pick between the two. both, I would watch. I would watch the first one. Twice before I watched the second one. Helen Mirren's always fun. I was looking for yeah. Sahara, but I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. Sahara, you have to say it like that. Sahara with Matthew McConaughey. Well, sure. It's exotic. Mm. Yeah, and Penelope with McConaughey Cruz. and Rain Wilson and yeah, Rain after, Wilson. After yeah. watching the White in season two, yep, he's Rudy. And uh, yeah, I've um, never seen it. You never what? seen Sahara? No. I would recommend it. Yeah, see if okay. it's on... I don't think it's on Netflix right now, but let me check. Did you watch my emergency recommendation from last week? I don't even remember what that is. Oh, man, come on. What was it? It's What's the Worst That Could Happen. What's the what's Worst that? that Could Happen? Yep, with William Fickner and uh, Martin Lawrence and, I believe, Danny DeVito. Yep, it's good fun. <laughs> so then my emergency uh... recommendation from this week will be Sahara. And apparently that other movie that you just said. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it What's is on the Netflix. worst that can happen? I know yep. what I'm watching tonight. Yep, Sahara's good fun. I wish I could fun. say I remembered having that conversation. <sighs> oh, you know what well, if you listen here? to the podcast from last week, you'll hear it on the podcast. You know, I finally broke out of my Harry Potter cycle and started listening to podcasts today. Well, there I'm you go. so excited about it. So I will get to it. I got a lot of catching up to do. I haven't listened to podcasts since November. So good news, everyone! Wow, well, there you go. You got a lot of catching yeah. up to do. Have I got seen... a lot of catching up to do. Speaking of really good movies, have you seen Stardust? Oh, that's a real good no. one. That's a good one. That one's on Netflix too. Stardust is okay. a jewel. It is a diamond in the rough. It's one nobody really knows about, but everybody who seen it loves it. Yeah, I believe it's got a very high score on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I don't know. It sounds very sci-fi. And it's not. It's uh, it's more fantasy. It it's is. got Claire Danes, Charlie Cox, Robert De Niro. It's very good. Michelle Pfeiffer, Mark Strong, Michelle Pfeiffer, Charlie Cox, the guy from Sunny. It's always Sunny. No, that's Charlie Day. Charlie Cox is oh. Daredevil. Yeah, I don't know who Daredevil is. Daredevil what? on Netflix. Yeah, I don't watch that. I don't know who he is. you got to watch Daredevil on Netflix. That's another emergency recommendation for you. That's not a franchise I'm familiar with, so I don't... you don't need to be familiar with it. You're going to get caught up real quick. But I will tell you this without any sort of... I don't think I need any conditions when I say this. It's Marvel's best movie. Hmm. Daredevil Season 1 is the best movie Marvel's ever made. Better than Guardians? Better than Guardians. Better than any of it. Yep. Mm, it might not have as many laughs, but it is so well made, and it the action is so well done, and the artistic merit to it there is high, and I think uh, it's the best. So, 
Good to know. It's not a laugh a minute like Guardians right. was, but okay. I it's, mean, it's good. I just I don't even like I never even I I never even saw the Ben Affleck movie. I have no idea. No, you don't need to know what the franchise about is about. Yeah. No. I'm just saying I I don't have a like a single idea of what this franchise is about. I don't even oh, know here what you the go. superpower is. Charlie Cox plays a guy named uh, Matt Murdock who's blind. Right, he's okay. a lawyer. Okay, and at night he's a superhero. How? What? Well, so he doesn't have a superpower. He's just blind. His superpower is he can take a beating um, more than anyone else. And literally, Daredevil's tagline is "the man without fear." So what happened to Daredevil was his when he he lost his sight. His the chemicals that made him lose his sight heightened his other senses, so he can basically create Senses? a visual map. His other senses. His senses. Yeah, because if you're blind, <laughs> you know your you other hearing. your other senses. I know. I know, but I heard you say it heightened his other senses. <laughs> yeah, he it heightens his grammar. He's real good. Right. Uh, it heightens his other <laughs> senses, so he can create a visual <laughs> map based on smell, based on hearing. He's a really based, good author. Based on feel um, of the world around him, and what he says in the show is he basically sees a world on fire, and they show it just for a second, and it, it basically looks like he's looking through the world in flames, which. Um, which is pretty cool, considering that his name's Daredevil. So, mm. the Devil well, of right. Hell's Kitchen. You make it uh, perhaps good. I will check it out. Uh, yeah the the fight the fighting choreography and stunt work that him and his stunt double do is second to none. Alrighty. Yes. So there you go. Another recommendation. Now I'm going to get into my real recommendations if Shannon's done. I am. I'm now <laughs> trolling Netflix to see what I can watch. That's perfect. On, so way to way to be present uh i will also recommend 12 strong i thought it was really good hemsworth is Loser. good uh <laughs> michael shannon's good um michael pena is good and that guy i don't know his name he's in everything he's good <laughs> he's always a minor character wow. in almost everything but you mean the tall one the guy who was the bad guy in the final season of life minor character yeah must be Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I would recommend seeing it. Um, I, I think the documentary kind of spoiled it a little bit because, like, the whole third act is about an event that never happened. So it's tough. Or they're conflating a, a bunch of different events. I'm not exactly sure 100%. But I know that the thing that they did, they describe in the documentary, and that's not how it went down. So. Uh, the other thing I want to recommend, I had to watch another movie for class this week. I had to watch two, actually. Um, I would watch 1990's Lord of the Flies, which, Ooh. if you've never seen, is an indictment no. of our uh, of the way we live and possibly an indictment of Hobbes' return to the state of nature and just the ramifications of being in anarchy and what would really happen if we had no societal structures and all that jazz and it's a bunch of kids like it would be awful yeah, yeah it would be awful but it's a i think Anybody it's a very who... poignant movie it's, even though the kid actors aren't great i think that the the way that the story set up is actually kind of brilliant everything's really foreshadowed and everything is symbolized and it's really good the other movie i had to watch for and class they... oh go ahead I was just going to say anybody who's a true anarchist is retarded. Oh, sure. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that just sounds like an awful way to live. And anybody who's like, anarchy, yeah, what they really want is to be able to, 
you know, not have any rules themselves, but they don't want society to not have any rules. Yeah, it's like that douchebag dude who wants to bang other chicks, but if his girlfriend starts cheating on him, he gets upset. Exactly. Mm. Except instead, in its place, it's like you get murdered instead. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So the other movie I had to watch this week for class is a film noir classic from 1948. I watched it. Called Double Indemnity. Um, Parts of it. It's a good one. It is the quintessential film noir. It has all the trappings. It has the voiceover. It's got the shadows. It's got the lighting. It's got the femme fatale. It's got the entrapment. It's got the feelings of hopelessness. It's great. Mm-hmm. Very good. And it's got Edward G. Robinson. I was so. actually going to ask if that was a Cagney movie, but I don't think it is. No, She had legs like a streetlight. <laughs> it's got Barbara Stanwyck, <laughs> if that makes you feel any better. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that does make me feel better. I love her. And Shannon goes, did guys really think she was pretty? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's because the film yeah, they was did. in black and white, but it toned all the wrong places of her face. Uh, she was real pretty in 1948, um, I bet. Back in the day, it was very beautiful to be really angular. Sure. And interestingly enough, uh, Max Factor actually started a, uh, had a makeup line where for actors, where it was like a lot of the makeup on their face was like green and, you know, really odd looking to Hmm. make their face even more angular than it actually was. And when they turn, when they, switch to color movies everybody was like freaking out because they couldn't do that anymore sure know how they were going to make these women look like they've been looking for you know 10 years so max factor had to quick come up with a solution for it i don't remember what it was but that's why max factor is so famous today i would be considered go ahead matt it would be considered very ugly because I'm very round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dang it. I didn't get the... Ha, I, did, I couldn't ha. get the soundboard fast enough. Oh, you want me to... Oh. Way to go. Way to go. Okay. Way to go. So, Shannon's yeah. so proud of you. <laughs> if you're a fan of film noir like I am, I think that this is a must-see. Most film noirs are based on this, and child rapist Woody Allen even said this is the best movie ever made, so... Take his. Did you say child? Child rapist, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He started banging his adopted daughter when she oh, was Oh, that like he molested 12, his actual daughter like when what? she was young, too. Yeah, that, that too. So, anyways, so 12 Strong Double Indemnity, Lord of the Flies, and I watched yeah. Molly's Game, um, starring Jessica Chastain and Idris Elba. <gasps> oh, I saw trailers for that. It looked really good. It. Well, it's an Aaron Sorkin was written it? movie. So. <laughs> The dialogue's strong. The story's really good. The acting is amazing because they're all good actors with a good script. So you know that's going to lead to something. But in the age of, you know, dramatic pictures like this being compelling just visually, it sucks. (laughs) Aaron Sorkin also directed it. It's his directorial debut. And it felt like I was watching an episode of Law & Order. Like, that's the level of production on a movie like this. It it was sad. I mean, mean, mostly it was just her sitting behind a desk right so sure but like let's say you take um aaron sorkin's script for the social network and he hands it to someone like david fincher so how do you take how do you produce a movie where it's basically a dude typing on a computer for a great portion of it and make it compelling 
and Fincher does this with camera work and he does this with balance and then Trent Reznor's score and he manipulates the viewer into feeling excitement with watching Jesse Eisenberg's back while he's typing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So none of the ability that Fincher learned over a long career is here with Aaron Sorkin in his first his directorial debut. I mean, it's fine. He doesn't do anything wrong, but it's just visually unexciting. Um, mm-hmm. The device in which they What's used to tell the story doesn't make sense. Um, it, it's not clearly defined. So, and that's a little bit clunky. That's all. Hmm. Well, that's a that's rather disappointing. Yeah, it's the story's told in flashback as if she's narrating mm, the story that. but there is no reason explained why she's narrating it well it's her story it's molly's game right but usually when they do that like let's let's go to double indemnity right he's narrating something that happened in the past his narration is actually him talking into a dictaphone and that makes sense right mm-hmm. so in molly's game they have an opportunity to set this up like well why are you telling the story she's meeting with idris alba and he's her lawyer, and she could be telling him the story of what happened. Nope. Um, it's a courtroom drama uh, for some of it, because she could be telling her story there. Nope. So, I mean, it's just really odd. It's just like as if someone is just reading segments out of her book over Except it's her. over visuals of what actually happened. It's it's weird. It, they're, they're just disconnected in a way. Okay. I would Fair have enough. liked some more uh, continuity, but... I I did love the performances. Go see it for that. Idris yeah. Elba's great. Idris Elba has a real strong monologue in it. It's really good. So I hear he also has a really strong something else. <sighs> They're called his fists. I don't know if you're aware of this. He was in a kickboxing fight. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. Not, in England, he he did a whole TV about. show about him training and having a kickboxing fight. Yeah. Like while being an actor. Or um. It was like before right before he shot the Mountain Between Us. Like, he got on a plane the next day and then went and hung out with Kate Winslet. Weird. I hear he makes a heck of a cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, we all know what time it is, but Shannon got up and walked away. Oh, come on back, (laughs) Shannon. She's like, I'm out. Screw this. Not doing this anymore. She's getting a drink. It's your impression corner. You're supposed to come prepared. Oh my gosh. Do you have a Finding Nemo impression? Nemo? Yeah. Who? Marlin? Like, no, Nemo. Like in the movie we just watched? Remember? Like in the movie we just watched. Where Jeanette uh, did a Finding Nemo impression. Oh, sure. Dad! It, it was more visual. Dad! How's that? Nemo. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. No, let's let's do a real impression. Come on. I know you prepared one. You just don't want to do it. I didn't. You stink. I hate you. You stink. I hate you. Let's Must see. have been love, but it's over now. Where? Where's the love? <laughs> Where? It's over now. I just said, moron. What's Hold wrong with on. you? This is going to be hard to do because the impression I'm trying to do needs another actor. I Can will you... volunteer. Well, how are you going to say the lines, man? Nobody ever asks me what I watch. I love watching you. Go. Okay. I will speak them from my mouth hole. From your mouth hole? Why did Otto just get cut out? I don't know. He's angry that you're tormenting Shannon. Mm. 
I just I I can't I don't think I can. I said I love watching Golden Girls reruns. Ooh. Oh. Well, you know, you <laughs> know what, Otto? Who doesn't? I need help with an impression, Otto. Can you help me? Sure. Are you? <laughs> Thanks for answering for him, Joe. Sure. <laughs> oh. Joe, you're a jerk. Um. Are you doing the impression with me, Joe, or is Otto doing it? I'm a bit slow. You're a bit slow, Otto? It's okay that Joe just answers for everyone. He answers for Matt. He was talking about... A recommendation. Was it yeah, he was. <laughs> you have nothing to say, Joe, huh? I mean, I'm just uh, getting lambasted by myself and you, so it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so what am I doing here? I need an impression. Okay. I was going to do... This hey, impression you have in front of you? Yeah. Do you need help? I Sure. You want to help me? Sure. What is it? What? <laughs> I, I, don't, I can't really do either of those. Well, it's one of them. There's how about this one? Uh, oh boy, this isn't taxing this one, at all to anybody right who might here. be trying to listen. Taxing? It, it's like one of I I don't know if I can do it. Okay, go right. ahead. I will try. Well, it's it's just that I'm sick of being tired of the one of the kind freak. That's all. Uh. Uh. Am I supposed to say this? Because it's going to give it away. <laughs> then don't say it. Right. Hey, you. <laughs> You're not one of the kind freak. You're a, uh, uh. I, I, a whatever? Uh, uh, yeah. Rizzo. That's it. What is happening? We're, uh, she's trying to make me do this impression with her, and it's not going well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do Gonzo, but Just I Just say Camilla as Gonzo. Camilla. Camillo, huh? Camilla! <laughs> Camilla! Okay. Gonzo. That's that's her Gonzo, guys. Muppets uh, in space. Love I feel it. like I just, I had no t- time to get him right. Like, there's too many lines with him of other people. And I was trying to do other people and him. Sure. Okay. So... I'm not disagreeing with you. You're just staring at me. You're staring daggers at me right now like I did this to you. Autopilot, can you say Camilla? And help me and maybe I won't say Camilla. Oh, thank you. I think his impression was better. (laughs) I wasn't even funny. My Nemo was better. Yeah. Good thing that's on video. You suck. Well, guys, uh, if you're still listening after that, I applaud your um, willingness to sit through torture. Well, we can cut that out. <laughs> I could try something different. Yeah, no. Oh, perfect. All right, let's get into it. Movie twins. Finally. Movie twins. All right. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes. As we did last week, we're not just going to go straight to the scores. We're going to ask the simple question, which movie had a better Rotten Tomatoes score? Friends, Friends with, with benefits. benefits. Friends with benefits. Matt? No strings attached. Ooh, Matt. It was Friends with Benefits. Now, all right. Now, we know which one's the wiener. So what is the score of Friends with Benefits? It is the higher score. I'm going to go with 82. 82. Shooting for the moon. <laughs> I was going to say 58. 58. Shooting for the not moon, uh, Matt? 70. Lower atmosphere? 70. 
83 and 58? Yes, 82. Shannon, you win. Oh. Had a Rotten Tomato score of 69%. <laughs> now that is, now that, is, that is better than No Strings Attached. So No Strings Attached is less than. Guess that score. It was 75. Uh, no, it's less, Matt. Two. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh... Did I say that wrong? It's less than 69. <laughs> 52. 52. Uh, 62. 62. I'm going to go 49. Shannon, you win the showcase. It was 49% on no Rotten Tomatoes. I Whoa. win both. Thunder. I win both. Now I have another question for you guys. The box office. All right. Which one had more money made in worldwide? Uh, Friends, with Friends, with Friends with Benefits. Friends with Benefits. Friends with Benefits. Friends with Benefits. No strings attached. I'm going to really blow you guys' minds. You're both right. They both made $150 million at the box office. Wow. Get out of here. But there is a caveat here. No Strings Attached technically made more because it had a $10 million less budget. Oh. Huh. Go me. Hmm. See, it's like the universe is happy that I didn't do There's an There's a difference there when you have ludicrous Chris Bridges in your movie compared to Jason Segel and Rashida Jones <laughs> doing cameos. Right. So, uh, yeah, they Not both made Sean $150 but yeah, Sean White. Uh, no strings attached had a budget of only twenty-five million, <laughs> while Friends with Benefits had a budget of thirty-five. So that seems pretty yeah. reasonable for on both counts. I mean, I I feel like I saw that on screen in both movies. It wasn't quite as shocking to me as Armageddon in its hundred and forty million or whatever it was. That seemed like a lot, right? Especially for nineteen ninety-eight. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, but I mean, twenty million or twenty-five, thirty-five million. I, I mean, just coordinating the flash mob was probably worth that ten million. Sure, yeah. And I think maybe I don't know. I think there's a lot more stronger cameos in Friends with Benefits. Maybe. I mean, they maybe. they they had to shoot all meteor for Armageddon, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> why 140 million is surprising yeah that's true i mean they did have to fly into outer space right and i say fly because they actually thought they could fly in outer space in that movie but that's neither here nor there we're talking about these two movies i think friends with benefits had more actor actresses and storylines than no strings attached had and no strings strings attached attached you had the one story but you had like these tiny stories but not as many as Friends with Benefits. At least I more feeling and heartfelt drama towards, you know, like the dad and uh, Woody Harrelson. It was less arduous. And I'll say mom. that. So let's let's just get into it. If we're going to start getting into it, let's get into it. Directing. Okay? Surprisingly, No Strings Attached is an Ivan Reitman movie. <laughs> right? I was shocked when I saw that come up on the screen. You know, Shannon goes, who's Ivan Reitman? And I was like, what? Oh, Am I supposed to know his name? I'm like, have you ever seen this movie called Ghostbusters? <laughs> he was in Ghostbusters, <laughs> for crying out loud. So, I mean, he's got some pedigree. Ghostbusters. But you, I can't really bash the directing on either of these people too much because they're just stupid rom-coms, and I don't think that they're going for... Um, Anything epic. Yeah. But can you admit... Is, do, do you think this is the last movie he directed? No. What? Okay. That would be awful. That would make me sad. That would make me sad. 
I think too that like I think the actual cinematography and directing is slightly better in No Strings Attached because he uses a very bright and happy color palette. The colors are very bright and very like out there and everything seems like fresh. Whereas in uh, Friends with Benefits, it just looks like normal, like kind of run of the mill. Um, the, there's a softer palette used when he goes to LA, which is, you know, like he, he's feeling vulnerable actually bringing her there. But for the most part, I, th- I think they're pretty much equal. Any thoughts? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I don't, I think the, uh, you know, the, the color differences between the two movies, uh, you know, has to do with the fact that in the, in friends with benefits, the unsung character is New York City itself. And New York City is, you know, kind of known for being dark and gritty. And, you know, so sure. I imagine they wanted everything to reflect that. Hmm. Yeah. Because she grittier. wasn't just selling him. She wasn't selling him on a job. She was selling him on New York. Right. So New York is like it, it, its own character. And that seems to happen a lot in movies and TV shows that are set in New York where it almost seems like New York is a character in and of itself. Yep. It definitely is. Um, and I believe that friends with benefits takes place in LA because they're out there filming a TV show. So it, I don't know if they ever yeah. really say, do yeah, they? definitely. Cause they're, um, no, but they do say that her sister's wedding is in Santa Barbara. Oh, that's so, right. So yeah, yeah. Drives, they're definitely so in California. It must be right. Yeah. Uh, Matt, any thoughts on the direction? I mean, is this is there even anything to talk about here? Uh, not really. I think they're like you said. They seems like they're pretty equal. I guess there isn't like Matt saying. There's nothing that really stands out directing wise. And yeah, yeah. I, I, agree I don't think with that you. they're it's supposed just, to really. You know, right? They're very right. straightforward. It's, it's a rom com. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're meant for revelatory uh, filmmaking. You know, <laughs> right? They're meant to be feel goods. Uh, what do you guys think of the writing of the movies? Hmm. Um, I thought that that Friends with Benefits won out a little bit on on the score. I or on enjoyed the script of Friends with Benefits a little bit more than No Strings Attached. Um, I thought that the weren't. I mean, they were the exact same movie, but they almost weren't the same movie. Sure, in that they were just very similar premises. Right. But, you know, like in No Strings Attached, Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman are, you know, they're in love with each other from the very beginning. Like, you can tell that there's something between them that they are just both too stupid to have anything to do with. And in Friends Friends with Benefits, I kind of liked that, you know, that obviously there was an attraction between them, but that they were genuinely just friends you know for a long for a while before they even fell in love before they even got into their stupid you know oh let's just have sex and be friends thing because obviously that never works out but you know they were genuinely friends first and i I liked that i i liked that premise a little bit better i felt the premise was in the premise was strained and no strings attached yeah i i mean like obviously yeah they knew each other you know they did this whole like the whole first 20 minutes of the movie is you know them meeting at 14 and then just like randomly bumping into into each other every few years yeah they're very heavily ripping off when harry met sally 
Mm. Right. But then, like, all of a sudden, he's in her bedroom and they're having sex, even though they've barely said anything to each other in the last 15 years. And it, it's, mm. it does feel very strained, very yeah. forced. At least in uh, Friends with Benefits, they are friends for a while, it seems, before yeah, they, they bring I, up this idea that, you know, let's try to be screw buddies or whatever. And I think, right, and already... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Shane. No, I was going to say the title does really well for these movies because for No Strings Attached, it really was they were trying to not have a relationship. They didn't want the drama behind, you know, boyfriend, well, I think the girlfriend. original title of one of these movies was F Buddies. What? <laughs> yeah. Probably. Probably No Strings Attached? I think it was. So, because like Angela was saying, the Friends with Benefit movie, it really, they did a great job playing the friend part. You could see them hanging out. He didn't have any friends in New York. She was his friend and she didn't really, she she did a great job not playing into, oh, I'm in love with him. And you didn't even see that until the end of the movie when she was at his house in LA or the dad's house, whoever's house. And so I kind of feel that Friends with Benefits was a natural Well, let's just not focus on story, too. I mean, let's look at the actual writing. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying... Because I I have a very strong opinion here. I'm sure you do. I have a more believable line, story-wise, when it comes to Friends with Benefits. You know, I think they're both fine storyline i do think that no strings attached is a weaker story uh that whole beginnings with the flashback it's awkward it's strained it's not it doesn't serve the movie much purpose it would have been better had they just met off the street at that point right it makes the movie take too long to get going yeah whereas friends with benefits starts and you get a very good idea about who these two characters are right at the very beginning and it's cute you know and it's funny yeah, they have a wonderful little meet cute with her on the. Oh, I was. I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about the the Sandberg and Emma Stone stuff. That. Oh gosh! Right, and as the viewer, you think that they're talking to each other on sure. the phone, and and it, and that's not. It was actually a pretty clever plot device. I, I liked that. But as far as like the end result, I think it's kind of surprising because I I I would probably say with some confidence, anyways, that Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman as a team are stronger actors than Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. But the end result of their movies is the exact opposite of what you might think. While Natalie See? Portman does really well with her dialogue, I think the script for No Strings Attached is so poorly written that it couldn't really be salvaged even by better actors. And I think that Friends with Benefits is so well written that even people who aren't necessarily the strongest actors, I know Mila Kunis does a, a pretty good job, but um justin timberlake's not really an actor you know but he no, uh but he he has acted sure. and he but has i think if you have a better and... script you're obviously gonna be coming from a higher standpoint mm-hmm. automatically sure. so sure but i i don't as as from a purely uh technical standpoint from all four of these actors they're all fine actors there there's nothing wrong with any of these actors no I, but i was just saying yeah. as a pair you know an academy award winner and then the guy who's ashton kutcher i would think you would think that would they would you would think. overtake a you know a, a decent actress and a singer yeah <laughs> but that wasn't the case and for some of the singing parts he well, was he, singing yeah, he sings off key the whole movie it's pretty it's funny great he does that in all of his movies yeah he does 
I mean, he's been in quite a bit, quite a few movies, and I actually find him to be a, a pretty talented actor. Yeah, I think he's a pretty I charming actor. Quite, I, I enjoy him quite a bit, and I think he does really well. I mean, even in dramatic roles like Alpha Dog, he was amazing. Yep, and he was good in The Social Network and stuff like that, but it, it was, this is 2011, too, remember? You, you can't put baggage on him that he didn't yeah. quite have back then. Uh, Alpha Dog had been out by then, Sure, I thought. Okay, back but he has, he has a small part in that benefits, movie, but anyways. No strings attached, Matt. Sure. Matthew. Anyway, so yes, writing. What do you think? Uh, writing. Which story was better? Uh, what's that? Which story do you think was better? Uh, it's hard to say. Really, I think they were both fine. I did like that. Uh, see, because the subplots in No Strings Attached didn't really have any. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Value. Yeah, they sure. were. I mean, they, they were a, they a waste some, of screen time. They they had some value, but they were just kind of like cute. Oh, look what's happening here! Sure. Mm. Whereas uh, Friends with Benefits, uh, I mean, they were all right too. I don't. Th- I didn't really. I don't know. It, it, it. They were fine, but I don't know. Other than um, the families, there really wasn't wasn't much else to go on. Well, I think the whole point of both movies is to, you know, try to paint a picture as to why these four people are so damaged, you know, why they would, why they would want a situation like this. And I think Friends with Benefits did a, did a decent job or did a better job explaining that. Yeah, there's no explanation at all, really, in No Strings Attached, other than my dad got divorced and I'm a weird robot. The the only explanation for Natalie Portman in No Strings Attached is the conversation she has with her mother. Right. You in had the to car be strong ride for me. She says, right. And that's just completely, I mean, I'm not going to say it's ridiculous or like that that would never happen. What is ridiculous and what would never happen is that just having that conversation would undo 15 years of damage or however many sure. years of damage was done, you know? All of a sudden, I have one conversation with my mommy about how tough it's been being strong, and all of a sudden, I'm ready to open my heart and commit. And And it didn't make sense either, narratively, in the story, because she had said on the log, or whatever, on the canoe next to him when they were kids, that she was weird and she couldn't really feel emotions like other kids. So her dad wasn't dead then. No, he didn't die until much later. Ten years later, according to the movie. Right, right. So it doesn't make any sense. Right. So Friends with Benefits definitely gets my vote for that. Me too. Shannon? Yeah? Can you stop playing on your phone and be part of the podcast, please? I am listening. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, well. Uh, Cinematography, I think, is going to end up very much kind of like directing. Uh, There's nothing going on here. Same with editing. It's It's hard to see what... They were all... Cut together the same way. I don't think so. I think the editing for Friends with Benefits was a little bit better because they had the whole structure at the beginning they played with. They actually tried to do some things. Okay. You know what yeah. I mean? They, Where they thought you thought they were talking to, to each other. Things. Remember that? Oh, right. sure, sure, sure. So they they actually tried but something even You thought Justin Timberlake was standing up. You thought he was late M- to, to visit Mila Kunis, but no, it was But they Emma were Stone. both meeting other people. Right. I get you, I get you. Yeah, so, I mean, they at least tried something. How weird is it, though, that they 
each had the same conversation. Yeah. Right, and they were kind of wearing the same things. Did you notice that? Like she, no. both the girls were wearing white. Both the guys were wearing like this gray hoodie or whatever. I thought that was kind weird. of weird. But I think that's kind of what they were going for there. Yeah, probably. What took you so long to get here? I had to pick my clothes. You're wearing <laughs> jeans and a hoodie. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that's fun. So I think that at least uh, Friends with Benefits tried something. They're both lit fine, right? They're mm-hmm. right. They're cut together just fine. And with if you want to yeah. say something with editing with no strings attached, because I was severely confused in the m- beginning of this movie. Remember, because it kept saying like two years ago, five years. Yeah, ago. It didn't we were make moving much sense. up in future time. Whatever. Like I did she not understand like reverse that. time. Well, the <laughs> dance number was good too, with the the high school musical site style dance oh, yeah. number. I thought that was real strong. Yeah, actually. that was that was really cute. I, I like that. Can I be real honest with everyone here? I'd I'd rather watch that TV show than no strings attached. <laughs> Yep, I'm not surprised. I know about your love of Zac Efron. Wow. Oh man, no, I'm not just saying Zac Efron. I it don't just seems more interesting. Like Zac Efron, everyone. So, man, any thoughts on the cinematography? How it was shot? Lighting? Anything? I thought they did swell. <laughs> I know it's kind All of right, a well, hard let's, topic. Let's cut right into editing. Then I mean, that I think it's the same, right? Pretty basic. Yeah. Yep. It's all pretty. Basic I, I mean, it's it's a rom com, you know. It doesn't. They both were rom coms. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that's all right. What about acting? I'm going to give it to uh, Friends with Benefits again. Same here. You know, the... no... go ahead, Matt. I thought they were better in No Strings Attached. Hmm. I thought they were better actors, but I don't think that the script was good enough. So uh, while you know Portman does have a couple of scenes that are pretty affecting, it's she's acting against a stale brick wall painted gray it's just a waste of her time see yeah. i i i didn't think that i didn't think she did a good job i think she did she had a couple good crying scenes a couple good emotional scenes she did really good at uh playing the i don't care but i really really care deal especially when she was getting drunk at the christmas party and mm-hmm. kissing anyone she was going too far i mean i guess she did a you know, she played a drunken person well. And uh, this just, I just remembered this. Uh, I was like three quarters of the way through this movie before I realized that Dr. Mertz or whatever oh. was, was Carrie Always. Yeah, Carrie Always is pretty great. <laughs> well, I love him. That's exactly what I was going to mention when it came to acting because I kept looking at him. I was like, oh my gosh, he looks familiar. And it wasn't it's until he talked that you realized who he was because oh. you couldn't really tell it was him. Until something came out of his mouth. Right? He had this big, giant beard and glasses and shaggy hair. Yep. Well, earlier in the movie, I said, he looks kind of good with a beard. And Shannon just kind of looked at me like, who is that? Yeah. Like, (laughs) I couldn't figure it out until he talked. I was like, no way. Yeah. It's Carrie always. So, I kind of agree with the... Yeah. It wasn't until they were in the hospital and he handed her his prescription Sure. I think he, he, when, he, when he said, as you wish, it pretty much gave it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. But I agree with our crowd here at the Movie Dummies podcast that Friends with Benefits got this category down pat. There was so many great relationships, 
between Justin Timberlake and like his boss, or Woody his Harrelson. Co-work- yeah, yeah, his coworker. Woody Harrelson was great in the movie. Woody Harrelson was fantastic. Or oh even the sister gosh. and the dad. Like there was a great moment there with his dad because his dad has Alzheimer's. Yeah, Richard Jenkins is a great actor, and that was great. Yep. I love when he that. He takes his pants off in the restaurant sure. following Jenna Elfman's advice. And yeah, Jenna Elfman's good. The little kid from Modern Family's good. Yeah, and then Sean yeah. White threatening him. Sean and- White. I forgot all about the Sean White stuff, but it made me laugh <laughs> right. every time. So it had a lot of good points where no strings attached. You know, Natalie Portman had these roommates that there was probably only one part of the movie that, that was good, and that's when he wakes up naked in her apartment and he thinks he had sex with everyone there. And there's a gay right. guy. <laughs> Mindy Mindy Kipling was Kaling? pretty great. Kaling, yes. whatever her name is. She was pretty great. I like her. Um, the chick that played Patrice, I don't know who she is, but she was pretty She was, she was pretty funny well. too. Yeah, she's pretty funny. I I was I I had forgotten that uh the dude that plays the guy that starts that Patrice starts dating. That's his name's Jake something. Jake tree? Johnson, is that Did his you name? say the tree? Yeah, something patrice i thought you said the tree i'm like what there was a tree that reminds me of one of my favorite parts in one of these movies and it's the friends with benefit movie there's some weird chick that uh justin timberlake tries to date and she's like smelling his armpit oh yeah what the hell from the bar yeah he was insane and she was his sister calls him and he's she's like Who's that? I'll cut her. Right. I'm like, and then she starts banging her chest with her hand. I'm like, what is she, a gorilla? It was just weird. It was so hot. I'm like, you you guys were talking about the trees. I thought you were going to talk about the guy that was staring at the trees. Oh, Dr. Parker. Oh, wow. So Greta Gerwig is the one who plays Patrice, and she is a Oscar-nominated director and screenwriter this year for Lady Bird. She wrote that movie and directed it. Awesome. Huh. I had no idea. That's another movie I can't wait to watch. I hear it's really good. Yep. But the the dude that played his friend or whatever. Jake Johnson. Yeah, he plays Nick on New Girl, and I love New Girl, and I didn't, I'd forgotten that he was in this, so I was excited. He's always fairly strong in the stuff that he does. I always like him. He's fine. Yeah. Andre 3000. Andre 3000. No, that's Ludacris. Oh. Ludacris, yeah. Ludacris. Okay, so that movie. I think we hit the acting category pretty well, and Friends with Benefits wins this one. How about production design? Uh, I I actually kind of liked Friends with Benefits more because they actually shot in New York and then they actually went and shot in LA. I think that they both, neither one of them really used sets except for the sets that were in. No strings attached because it. Friends with they were on, yeah they were, they on, were a set. on a set, you know. They, but it looked pretty natural to the environment. Um, those giant apartments in New York. You don't think the a little ostentatious. You don't but, think the interior. You don't think the interior shots in Friends with Benefits were sets. Um, probably. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about when they're out and about and doing stuff. They <clears throat> there wasn't oh, a lot gotcha. of sets going on. Yeah, okay. no, no, it definitely looked like they were just shooting out on the street. I, th- I thought the uh, the mock, uh, like, rom-com in, I think, it was a Friends of Benefits <laughs> yeah. was pretty, yeah, pretty hilarious because they're, like, and... they're pulling away in the horse carriage and they're like, oh, look, it's the Eiffel right? the, <laughs> the Empire State Building. The Empire, Empire State Building, there's fucking palm trees. <laughs> <laughs> 
the yeah, Statue he, of Liberty. They, I like the device like, yeah, of them right making fun of rom coms while they're making a rom com. That's that was yeah, fun. right. That's pretty good. I would well, definitely think that Friends with Benefits would win this category for me because of some of those mountaintop scenes where they're on the top of the sure. building or the Hollywood sign. To me, yep. those were shots. You don't want always close set shots. No, and you neither one of them had feel- a bunch of sets, I don't think. I think I think they built, built it pretty good, but I would give the edge to Friends with Benefits as well. Yeah, they had more going for it in some of those wide view shots for me. They definitely shot in yeah, more location. When, yeah. So... Well, when he fir- when they first get to his dad's house and she walks out, you know, and the just the view, it's it's so beautiful. And they didn't mm. they didn't really do a lot of that in No Strings Attached, even though the whole thing was supposedly filmed in yeah. L.A., you know. That's kind of how I feel. It's kind like, of a shame. Use it. Don't just put it somewhere else. Let it go to waste. Yeah. Right. Some of us live where it's really cold and want to be somewhere else. That's not yeah. me, though. <laughs> I was going to say, mean, yes, they, some of us do. <laughs> parts of No Strings Attached is supposed to take place in Michigan, so I don't know. Oh, that's yeah, like true. at yeah, the beginning. They, yeah, that's true. That's U another one of my favorite parts, because Ash and Kutcher is wearing a Michigan sweatshirt. Yeah, they're U of M people. And I was like, woohoo! Even though I don't live there. Whatever. I used to. <laughs> Old Michigander right here. Yep. Born. <laughs> Okay. You'll always be a Michigander in your heart. Always. What about the sound mix, guys? Um, I'm going to give it to Friends with Benefits because Friends with Benefits didn't have that stupid score that they were making fun of in Friends with Benefits. Oh. Well, there's a lot of music in No Strings Attached to that was popular at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only real song that's in Friends with Benefits is that stupid Hey Soul Sister song by train and it's still in movies today yeah so <laughs> I, I didn't even catch that i don't even know what song you're talking remember about. they you know hey soul sister the song by train hey, that they sister, play in the rashida sister. jones and jason siegel movie and they're like look yeah, at no, cheesy all, pop song oh yeah 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 okay yeah they use all i kept you kept saying hey soul sister and and as shannon was just singing all i could think of was lady marmalade (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're the same (laughs) right and i knew they weren't so i had no idea what you're talking about who says lady marmalade hey (laughs) who says that it's marmalade you know you didn't get a good impression if you keep listening to the podcast you'll get random it's Shannon like quotes. some dumb midwestern person singing is like real lady marmalade real lady marmalade <laughs> yeah perfect is that better yep okay <laughs> uh but that's the only real thing i thought that the the adr mix in friends with benefits that i thought that the vocals were higher than the background noise which can be a good thing can be a bad thing but it seems like the volume was pushed a little too hard it's some in some spots but i don't I don't think it was I didn't find it terribly distracting. No, sometimes I do like that too because now with this fancy seven point one surround Dolby digital bullcrap, the sound mix can suck coming out of two speakers, so whoa, you're like, I can't whoa, hear anything. Whoa. You know, I can't right. hear what they're saying. Then all of a sudden the next scene the explosion blows your eardrums out of your head. So whoa. Exactly. So no, this this was fine part. for me. I also have one not unrelated gripe about one of these movies. Well, let's hear it. A gripe. Hold on about sound. I want to add oh, okay, the cheesy mix that he makes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Even though it's not part of sound, it kind of is because she plays exactly it. Exactly what I was gonna say. Good. That I'm glad we're on the same page. Period mix. 
<laughs> and not only that, the whole, oh, we're all girls and we all live together. So all our cycles are synced up. So we all have to be laying on a couch and super upset with hot water bottles. And eat Get cupcakes. Here. That is not what periods are really like. Get I, We don't do that. <laughs> we don't soak no. it like that. And if anybody does do that, they need to man up. Yeah, I don't think doctors who work 36-hour shifts would be like that either. Yeah. No, I, I imagine they would be made of tougher stuff. That's, yeah. I found that to be incredibly annoying. Now, the gay dude I can see. Yeah, the gay dude I can <laughs> see that, too. Both these movies tried to play a little bit gay. Like, have a gay role. They had the gay friend. Of course. Friend, it, you know, they, they're so progressive. Woody Harrelson was gay. But, you know, what was Woody nice? Harrelson was a lot of fun, though. Exactly. It wasn't, like, overpowering. Like I did think the gay guy in No String Attached was funny when he starts banging that other dude. But you don't really see it. It's just kind of like... Remember the guy who was like, I'm going to steal her in the end. I'm the guy she marries. He goes and bangs that gay dude at the end of the movie. We don't know I that. I did not... I, I, you guys were distracting me, so Uh-oh. I'm not sure what I, what happened at the end of that movie. Oh, spoiler alert. I thought it was pretty funny oh, when it was like, yikes. oh, yeah, you left, my, you left your socks in my room. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. Oh, boy. But like I'm and saying, they didn't, like... trying to figure out which one they bang- he banged. Right. It was nice that it wasn't like, oh, you have to accept... Not accept. What's the right word here? Like, we have to watch... Like, it was bad enough for me, personally, to watch all the sex in both these movies and all the stupidness that's involved. It's like... Yeah, we get it, okay? They're doing all this crazy stuff. And it's just, it's not, to me, I don't enjoy watching it. But that's probably no, just No, it's me. not a whole lot of fun, to be honest. I don't know if, this was also in a time, too, when raunchy comedy was at the forefront of everything, and then they tried to stick it into rom-coms. Right. And I think that in one of these movies, there's a poster for The Ugly Truth with Heigl and Gerard Butler. Friends of Which was also a raunchy rom-com. Benefits. And they're just trying to jam that down our throats. And it's kind of gone away. The Thank raunchy goodness. rom-com. Yeah. So that's good. I don't know. I'm... I, the, the era in which this subgenre was, was big <clears throat> was, you know, it was like they were made for my genre or for my... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the same time, it's forced. So. Like, especially in No Strings Attached, the dialogue is so forced. Like, they're just trying to be edgy. Right. You know, right. they're that goth chick you made fun of in high school. Mm-hmm. Or my kid. Yeah, or your kid. <laughs> you know, it, it it just is what it is. It It's not great. I thought it was I'm blended so a little bit better in Friends with Benefits, but still, you know. I I'm thought so, it did go well. Go ahead, Matt. I, I, Cut her off. I, no, I was just going to make a funny forget. Go ahead. I'm so goth I should bath. <laughs> that was worth it. Worth it. All right, Angel, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I didn't think it was that raunchy in, in uh, Friends with Benefits. I mean, even it was like... probably a little less raunchy, but... Like, yeah, they, you know, they cursed a lot, obviously, but, you know, it was even like Mila Kunis blinked every time she cursed because she knew that... She, yeah, it was shameful to do so. That was a little bit more. Yeah, it was a little bit more. Yeah, it was definitely more raunchy. I agree with Matt. I know what he's going to say. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. I agree with you. Let's hear it. 
I give up on life. We're uh, fighting the delay, guys. That was a little bit more raunchy because uh, they were like, oh, yeah, kiss me here, touch me there, rub this. Oh, and what about Emma Stone and saying they, that he likes a finger in his butt? Yeah. <laughs> no, you, know, you have to rub around it like a button. Yeah, it's definitely more raunchy. Did you like that? I guess I, I guess I found it less gratuitous or something. I, I don't know. I felt like it... it meshed with the story or something I don't, or the characters or I don't know it just felt more well right I think the characters are more raunchy though. <laughs> right. it didn't sure. it didn't feel out of place I guess I guess yeah, maybe not well, less raunchy it just felt out of place and no strings attached uh, a lot of the kissing and stuff between Kutcher and Portman was gross it was really gross I thought it was just they gross they did not have good sexual chemistry or on screen chemistry or whatever chemistry happens yeah I think it they banged gross. in real life Angelina and Brad Pitt available <laughs> for these jeez didn't they just start their yeah. love during this time Who ew gross who that would be her? even worse I don't want to see her let alone him kissing her uh, right <laughs> yuck I mean I think Brad Pitt's a great actor but you know what when, when we, were these when were these 2011 out? They were both out in 2011. Oh yeah, yes, that's they really came weird out within because, months like, of each other. Wasn't weren't uh, Kutcher and Kunis dating at the time? No, no, no. They Crazy. did not start dating until like 2013 or something. Just a couple of years yeah. ago, I thought. It's interesting. Yeah, they they've popped out a couple of kids, but very and uh, Timberlake married Justin Jessica, Jessica Biel. Biel. Yeah, and Portman's married Gross. to some director dude. Yeah, I think he's French. Yeah, but what I, I know think... she is incredibly intelligent in real life. Oh, right. yeah, she has like a doctorate or some shit. She, she went to like a school two near Boston. Doctorates. Yeah, really, Harvard. <laughs> no, you don't she say the name. Harvard. You say she went to a school oh. near Boston. She is an actress. I would <laughs> love you know? to Natalie Portman. <laughs> she went to a school near Boston. I love like her. Double majored. Are you saying it was in Cambridge? That's as far as you can go. <laughs> Otherwise, you sound gauche. Okay. I don't care. She went to Harvard and she du- like double majored and got two doctorates or something. I don't know. She's I don't know if she's got all that under her pedigree right now, but Probably I know she's uh, she's got at least a master's degree in some bullcrap. Awesome. But hey, we live in a world where there is a Dr. Shaquille O'Neal who doesn't have an honorary doctorate. He's got a legit doctorate. <laughs> That's awesomeness, right? Get so. out of here. What but, is it a doctorate in? Is it in sports medicine? No, Man it's, dunking, in, it's in education. Oh. oh. Yep. Well, that that I don't know whether to be what? more impressed what? with Shaquille O'Neal or less impressed with both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what I want to mention is Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman are like not twins, but they're small. They're little tiny, teeny, tiny but women. So isn't everybody in Hollywood like a teeny tiny lady? They're like no. little. They're like little pe- pixies. Yes, they yeah. are. Most of them are because they have to look tiny compared to these tiny men too. Because these no man in Hollywood's really all that big. Is Justin right. Timberlake I mean, Ashton and- Kutcher is huge, but he's even he is only like six two or something like that. Yeah, because Justin Timberlake's only like five ten, five eleven. Okay, yeah, because I was just I was thinking about it. They're both really small women. They could have got you know taller women, bigger. No, they're they're women. the height that they are. I mean, that's just how but tall I mean, actresses they were are. Super thin, short for this. Movie. I think average the average uh, Hollywood actress is only like five one, five two. 
But I wonder if it was intentional for the type of movie this was. No, I think that's just who they cast. I don't think they're trying to copy. I don't know. Supposedly, Justin Timberlake is six foot one. Really? That's shocking. That is shocking. I think they kind of shot it so that he didn't look as tall. Yeah. Yeah, because I think... think Mila Kunis, Mila Kunis is only like 5'3 or something five, like that. 5'4, yeah. yeah. Yay, go 5'4. Oh, I was going to say, it's not that bad because I'm 5'4. I'm not short. We're in the club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Says you. Oh. But I don't. Yeah. Again, <laughs> I got a little chub on me, so I wouldn't want to be naked in a film. So Sure. They yeah. look like None, skinny. I don't really like skinny. nudity in movies. I like, don't think that a lot of sex scenes in movies serve much of a purpose other I, than to titillate. I, uh, and they don't titillate me. Titillate? Is that, that is like correct. a play on words? No, it's an Not actual enough. word. No, Look it's it up. an actual word. Not enough sure. titillating. You're funny. She doesn't know the word titillate. Now I'm a bad guy for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I th- people think it's but funny. Yeah, sure. I just don't. It's an actual word. <laughs> it's an actual word, Shannon. Again, I don't think these women ate for this movie. If my body had been no, naked on I just think that's screen. the pressures that are put on actresses in Hollywood. That has nothing to do with anything. I wonder I just, if there was pressure. Yes, there's constant I, pressure. There's constant pressure for them. They're to not going to hire normal-looking women. Even no, if and they, Hollywood like, have a gorgeous face. famous for saying, oh, you're 35, you cannot play a sexy lady on screen no more. Unless you go get right. some work done. You know, I mean, there's those they, constant... They, yeah, they, it's disgusting. They have... They, they had a... What was, a uh, was it on Saturday Night Live? They had like a comedy skit where they're like, "Oh yeah, you." Nah, maybe it wasn't Saturday Night Live, but they had like a skit where it was like uh, a bunch of like the comedic actresses, but they're all like older, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, welcome to the club. You're such and such an age. You can't be banged on screen anymore, or something like that." Right. Yeah. I, that's pretty much it. You're, you're and no like, longer you're no longer bangable. For anybody who knows unless, who the actress Diane Lane is, she very famously unless you are a cougar. Anyways, if anybody knows who Diane Lane is, she very famously was public about saying, and she had just done these movies where she was like a sex symbol in them. Uh, I think the one was called Unfaithful with Richard Gere, and she was like a hot commodity. Then she started aging a little bit. They're like, well, you're going to get the work done so you can keep having these sexy roles. She's like, no, I'll just start playing people's moms. And now she's Martha Kent. So you got to applaud her for that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are the Jane Seymours of the world who... You know. Oh, she was married to Thanos. Continue to. <laughs> He's a big. You guy. know, play a sex symbol or whatever, but it's in a very, it's in a very specific context. Well, you she's know, probably had a bunch of work gross, done too. Yeah, yeah, but they, you know, she's a gross cougar that it's supposed to have a comedic. You know, they're coming on to somebody younger, and it's supposed to have a comedic. Sure, like the chick who's in American Pie, that lady who's oh, also yeah, legally yeah. blonde. Yeah, yeah. Aged 18 uh, years, no. just the way I like it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, mom? No. Stifler. Stifler's mom. Stifler. Yeah. Okay, what about the or, fact uh, that we saw two naked men? Do you think they were comfortable being naked on screen? No, I think that they also did some heavy dehydration cuts for the scenes where they didn't have their clothes on so they could... You know, especially Timberlake, he looked like he hit the gym he, for this movie. Yeah. And then definitely did some like cuts. Like he literally like he literally got out of 
like got off the treadmill or the ab machine or whatever and then ran got on went on to set oh well like before this before the camera's rolling he's doing push-ups and sit-ups for sure right right yeah 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 because I mean, there's normal. the same pressure there's the same pressure for men to be pretty in hollywood it's just they still have the advantage of you know they're not worthless if they're not yeah. pretty correct right you know russell crowe still works right mm. you know what i mean is this the same time that Ashton Kutcher hooked up with Demi? Yeah, we're married at this time, I yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah. But none of that's neither here nor there. Let's just talk about the merits of the movie. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're kind of off <laughs> let's, topic. Let's get into the, the final verdicts of the movie. Okay. What's All right, that? Angela, Friends what's your final benefits. verdict? Okay, so Friends, we're going to give, yeah. I, you automatically give uh, No Strings Attached to zero. What's your rating? Uh, I'm going to give it a this is only the second time that i've seen it um i saw it years and years ago when it first came out but i'll probably watch it again at some point in my life i don't know when but sometime it was funny i liked it all right matt uh i like no strings attached more all right so friends with benefits gets an automatic zero what do you give no strings attached uh i'm not a big rom-com person per se but I do enjoy them from time to time, but I would still give this a 5.9. Nine. Nine. Shannon. This is hard because I like them both. Mm. I'm going to rate them both um, because strings attached, no strings attached, I think made me cry and friends with benefits did not. Mm. So I'm going to give no strings attached um, a 6.5. And I'm going to give Friends with Benefits a 7.1. 7.1 and a 6.5. Sure. All right. Yeah, they're about equal, almost equal for me. I just liked all the actors and the the mother-daughter, father-son story along. And the fact that it really felt like it could be real, the rom-com in Friends with Benefits. So that's my okay. rating. How about you, Josh? Or should I talk over you when you talk? If you want. I think I should do that, because you've been doing it to everyone. No, I just talk, and then they start yeah, talking, because there's talk a delay and, over and Google Hangouts. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's no delay when you can see my <laughs> mouth moving. You're just being an a-hole. What? I am not. <laughs> so, uh, I give the the nod to Fred's Benefits as well, and I rate it a 6 out of 10. I think it's just better written. Um, I think the overall, it's just a tighter movie. They at least tried something at the beginning with fun, having fun with the the editing and uh yeah i thought it was uh, you know you gotta give it to timberlake he did a good job mm-hmm. for sure even though he kept Yay. singing that stupid song i kind of liked when he started <laughs> you singing. only hate it because mcdonald's played it every day yeah <laughs> 45 oh. times a day okay yeah 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 oh yeah 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 so there it is guys that's our verdict on these two rom-coms uh Woo-hoo! inexplicably come out the same time it's so weird that this happens right Ooh, so what what's going on next week we all want to know we're all excited well next week we have more movie twins (gasps) no way and we're gonna go straight from rom-com to the deep dark pits of satan oh we're gonna watch end of days and stigmata one of these is a very good movie the other has arnold schwarzenegger in it (laughs) end of days so (laughs) adam is gonna be upset that you said that well, he can. Probably. Well, he's not He here. can try to deny it all he wants. It's not the. It's not the best of the two movies. So, 
Uh, he is going to deny it a bunch, though. He, sure. he can only try he, so far. I mean, for crying out loud. Hopefully that edges him to be I called him during week. the week, and I'm like, so you really liked Geostorm? I just, I still can't believe it. It doesn't register <laughs> in my brain. It's almost oh like if gosh. someone told me, yes, I'm a fairy. And I'm like... <laughs> or like... It just doesn't seem like possible. A, like I a poop. legitimate woodland creature? Yeah, like, you know, with wings and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to clap and bring you back to life? That type of deal? Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't seem possible. Yeah, yeah. Hey, they exist. I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> At least Sam and Dean have. Sure, they've seen some fairies. So that's mm-hmm. it, guys. Uh, join us next week for Stigmata and End of Days. I think Gabriel Burns and End of Days. Or seen both of them? I don't know. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Uh, I can't remember who Gabriel Byrne is. We'll talk about it next week for sure. Camilla. (laughs) Camilla Michael Bay wants his movie back. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember our catchphrase? Oh, yeah. Gabriel Byrne. He played... Camilla? He was in Little Women. Camilla loves Michael Bay. So, guys, uh, hit us up at (laughs) moviedummies.com for all of your movie dummies needs, whether they be to yell at us because we're stupid or because you think Geostorm was the best movie of all time. I don't really care. Camilla? You can comment on show posts there. Read Shannon's Hallmark reviews. Woo! Camilla! Seemingly seemingly (laughs) never-ending. Yay, Michael Bay. And, yeah, we'll see you guys next week for the Movie Dummies podcast. I'm Joe. (gasps) No moaners here. I'm Shannon. Moaner's not a word. I'm Angela. <laughs> I'm Matt. <laughs> yay. Yay, Michael Bay. That's your gonzo? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Yay, Michael Bay. Is that better? You're, if you're doing Muppet Baby... So, see, regular gonzo doesn't high-pitched. Yay, Michael Bay. But you gotta... I gotta... Yay, Michael Bay. <laughs> You'd be better off doing... Like uh, the Muppet Baby's Gonzo. I Hi, Kermit. He's like really weird. I don't know. I can't do it. But isn't like regular Gonzo? Isn't he like, hey guys? Like, not quite that low. Hi, hey, Kermit. This is the only Muppets worth watching. Like that? Sure. That's what you need to do this week. You need to watch Muppet Babies. Big Blue Westing. Mm. Oh, there's That's Yoda. Silly. Why are you in a different shirt? <laughs> Perfect time to hit stop on the recording. Thanks for listening to these idiots. I cannot wait until the seas finally take over. Until then, rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, and visit us at moviedummies.com for more content. <laughs>